Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Legends of the Spire. Uh, thanks for coming along. It's a bit of a different episode this week uh, in that I'm trying something a little bit different. Um, so just this week I launched a limited edition scarf and signed print that I've done in conjunction with Fans Favourite who makes scarves, uh, with Libbury Draws who does um, football prints and with Tony Lorma, uh, one of our previous guests on the podcast and Chesterfield goalscoring hero. Uh, now, the limited edition scarf that we've done um, is based on the 1995 uh, playoff winning Chesterfield shirt. Um, and we're doing it all in aid of Tony Lorma's uh, Brightside CIC, which is a lymphoma uh, support group. This is what the scarf looks like. Um, so we've incorporated uh, the original sponsorship. And we've got the, uh, the crazy triangles. And things like that. So just a hundred of these made and they are on sale now. It's £15. At least £5 goes to uh, Tony Lorma's uh, support group. And then we also have a signed print uh, that you'll get with it too. Um, so what we're doing now for this week's uh, episode is that I've collated loads of the interviews that I've done with players that played in that 94-95 season to look back uh, on the, the main part of that season, uh, but then mostly the semi-final against Mansfield and also the final at Wembley against Berry. So what we'll do is we'll start off with part one. So part one, we're going to be looking at the main season as a whole before we get to that Mansfield semi-final. So we're going to start off with the gaffer, John Duncan, uh, talking about that squad that he assembled at that time. And then we'll go on to talk to Jamie Hewitt. Um, he was obviously the first person I had on the podcast. Uh, and he'll talk about how the team really found form and momentum during that incredible season. Well, we did all right the first part of the season, but we just slipped a little bit. Um, and we made two signings, then we did it, we did it. Well, we made it, yeah, we signed Lormor and Robinson. And we also did swap deal for um, Tony Bryan, Nicky Law, and Jamie, Dave Moss for um, uh, Tony Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all those players that came to us came off and, and really helped us to go and move into another gear. And it worked out fantastically the second half of the season. Yeah. Was there a certain type of player that you thought you needed? Because I think I, when we were talking to Nicky Law, he was talking about how maybe you needed someone like him that, that would come in who was kind of a personality or his mentality towards winning was there something you were really looking for well yeah i think that was fair enough there was nobody that took on that role um before he came but i was fortunate as well i signed um laurie madden who was a great signing for us so we suddenly from not having you know any real what would you say stature and leadership at the back um we suddenly had Nicky Law and um, Laurie Madden and Darren Carr also developed with them mm-hmm. and Lee Rogers as well, who I knew was a good player anyway. And we suddenly had a real solid backbone to the team that could allow us to go and play, you know, three forwards, which was really fantastic for us in that, in, at, at that point. Like a classic example of momentum, isn't it? That that season yeah. we kind of finished, yeah. hit form at the right time. Yeah, I mean, um, as I say, we were poor for, for the team we got. We were probably poor, or just jelly. I don't know, but we were poor for the first first few months of the season till November time, uh, which which culminated in the Mansfield game. To be fair, uh, <coughs> strangely enough, the Mansfield. Uh, I think it was Mansfield away where we got beat. It might have been 4 2. And um, we were all obviously, it don't matter what sort of uh, season you're having, whether you're top of the league, bottom of the league, whatever, you lose to Mansfield, it's uh, it's terrible. And it was uh, was terrible for us then because you always want to beat Mansfield, you want to beat Mansfield for the fans and uh, for yourself. But we got uh, beat there and say we weren't doing very well. And we had an inquest in the dressing room at Mansfield. 
where John said, John saying, look, all of you say, say what you think, we'll say what we think, and we need to get it all out of the open. It was very, very forward. That John, John was a bit beyond his time, I think, where he wanted all the players to chip in and say he wanted them to work the problem out a lot of the time, not just give them the answer himself and uh, or what he thought was the answer. So we had a good discussion all the senior pros, obviously Nicky Law and that, had a good talk about it and everybody had the two penneth worth and then we went on, I think we changed the system to a five at the back and uh, we went on a great run. I don't think we lost again till Carlisle, which was the penultimate game of the season. Hi again, Dave here. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed listening to John Duncan and Jamie Hewitt there. Uh, we're going to follow up now with uh, David Reeves. Now, David Reeves didn't play uh, for Chesterfield at that time. He obviously came to us a little bit later. But Jamie Hewitt mentioned that Carlisle match. And David Reeves was a member of that Carlisle squad and even scored the goals that uh, meant that we had to go through the playoffs and face Mansfield. Um, so you're going to hear from David Reeves now. And then after David Reeves, uh, you'll hear from Tom Curtis for the first time. He'll be talking about the team spirit of the club uh, when he came in. Obviously, he signed for us as a part-time player while he was still at university. Uh, so he touches on uh, the great welcome that he had, really, uh, when he came to the squad as a part-time player. And a lot of fans, um, when I said I was talking to you, said that I had to mention the the goals that you scored for Carlisle against Chesterfield that then condemned us to the to a playoff meeting with Mansfield that then turned out rosy for us because it was a great old time. But do you, do you remember those? Can't remember them goals, Dave. No, can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think, yeah, listen, I think, um, obviously I didn't know at that time that I was going to be signing for Chesterfield a few years later. Um, but it was, it was, it was, that we'd won the league on the Saturday and I scored against them, um, against Colchester away. So we all, you know, there was like 300 Carlisle fans travelling down to Colchester from Carlisle, it's like seven hours, wherever it is. Mm. And then, um, and then we won the league. We won one 0 Literally went in off my shoulder the goal, and then um, and we won the league. And it was it was brilliant. So the manager, Mick Wadsworth, like literally said, it was, it was resting seven players from that team for the Chesterfield game. So it was all set up for a Chesterfield win. He literally said to me, because um, we only had one game left this on the Saturday of the season. Uh, he said, uh, Reevesy, do you want to do you want to rest?" And I went, "I'm not having a rest." You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to. I, I had um, I had 18 league goals, and um, and, I, and I got a bonus for 20 league goals. <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted to try. I mean, there was two games left. Thinking I want to try and score me two goals. Um, and it was, uh, it was literally like we had Tony Elliott in goal who, who hadn't played the game all season, who were one of the, it just happened to have one of the best goalkeeping performances I've ever seen at any level. <laughs> and that night, you've got. Uh, Kevin Davis missing sitters, uh, and then you've got. I think we had. I think we literally had two, three efforts on goal, and it was it was so early in. And when we got out, when we got when we got there, we couldn't believe the crowds. Obviously, we knew that they had to win um, to get up, and um, we, you know, people on the on the uh, on the on the houses on the roofs of the houses watching the game, and you know, it was like we we'd already won. I remember one Aspinall, one Aspinall, the place was he was still drunk. From the Saturday before, so it was like there's no way we're going to get battered today tonight here. Anyway, like when I remember my goals, but it was probably one of the best goals I scored that season. First goal, I just I can't remember who we run behind. Was it was the Sean Dyche playing that game? I don't know. Nicky Law. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Nicky Law. Literally, I, run, I remember running behind Bogart and I just volley, hit it on the volley, and it just dipped in the top corner of the keeper, and then I literally run to the to, if you watch me, if anyone watches that game, that game, when I scored that goal, I've run to the director's box at Chesterfield, and I was I was doing that to Michael Knighton, <laughs> basically, and he's like, he's shaking his head like that, and then um, and then obviously the second goal, it was a, a really good header from a free kick, I think, wasn't it, or a corner, I can't remember, um, because they because they equalised, you you equalised, didn't they, yeah. one one, did Kevin Davis score? Was it? I can't remember. I remember who scored for them but it was yeah and then I scored again and I thought well you know we might get a draw out of it because they're definitely going to score and then obviously they got a penalty didn't they and Tony Elliott saved the penalty didn't 
and it was like when we won, when we, you know, we celebrated like we won, we just won the league again. It was, you know, it was that, and that was what that team was about. It was, it was like literally made seven changes from from the from the team on Saturday that we just won the league, and it was, it was, it paid off. But I unknowing unknowingly to us, like we Chesterfield get Mansfield in the final. <laughs> Did you get them in the semi final or final? Yeah, yeah. In the semi, set. semi, and you beat you beat them in the semi, didn't you? So yeah, so that, I always say to to the Chelsea fans, yeah, I got you, I got you what you wanted really that year. Because <laughs> if you would have had the choice, you wouldn't have wanted to go straight up anyway, would you? You'd want to go, you'd want to get in the playoffs and beat beat Mansfield twice, and then get him, and then get up in the in the in the playoff final. Yeah, and and did you get and, and you got what you wanted as well? Did you did you get your twenty goals? <laughs> I got my well, I got the, my second goal. That was the header, and I've literally run. And I literally run to the director's box again, and he's and the chairman's just clapping me. And in uh, in and in the dressing room, he said to Mick Wads, "Mick, you should never have played really tonight." The lads at Chesterfield were the best lads, the best play, the best group that I have um, played with. So um, they were just such they were such great guys. So just just really really good. Um, they were, um, I think that as a group. And if you weren't a good guy in that group, you wouldn't stay in the group for very long. You'd get sort of ushered to the side. So um, I suppose it helped that I was doing okay. So I was in the team and the team was, was you know, successful. So there wasn't anyone saying, flipping it, what's he doing turning up on Friday uh, and, and just 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 playing. It was more, I'd get some stick, but it was just that. It was stick. And they'd have a laugh and a joke and, and that sort of thing. And I'd have a bit of a laugh and a joke back. And I always feel, you know, me personally, I always feel that like I can get on with most people. So I think I was able to get on with most people in the dressing room. And, you know, when, when I trained in the summer holidays, I'd give as good as I could get. I'd gain a little bit of respect on the training pitch. You know, I was, I was a competitive player. Someone kicked me, I'd kick them back twice as hard. So, you know, I, I think I gained, gained respect from, 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 from the group. So it was twofold, really. So I think I had respect from the group, but also the group themselves were, were, were top guys, were really, really good guys and understood the situation. And for the final part of part one, uh, we're going to hear from a couple of the forwards. First up, you'll hear from Andy Morris. And then following up from that, it'll be Tony Lorma, uh, who will take you through some of his favourite goals, including that amazing uh, long-range effort and belly slide versus Walsall. And the, the run that the team went on, obviously, after... Uh, Tony Loma. in that second half of the season, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tony Loma side. We never lost again, did we? Yeah, it, I mean, it was incredible, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was 20, 20 something games, 23 or 24 games. Um, Tony Loma signed. Um, I don't know if it was um, one of those um, windows or he just signed out of the blue, I can't quite remember what it was. And then we never lost, we'd win 1 0, 2 0, 2 1, 1 0, 2 0, 3 1. And it, it was just like that all the time. And like, if you if you look at the run, it was it was an unbelievable run. Just 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 didn't lose, and um, it just kept going and going. And, and obviously that propelled us all the way up. Um, and the confidence that gave us coming through. And you scored a you scored a great goal against Walsall, which is still on uh, which is still on YouTube, and has a, has a great again a great celebration at the end of it. Um, but well, which were your favourite goals that that kind of season during that run? Well, obviously that it, and there's games of importance, really. Um, I always remember. I think we played Darlington away. I think we won one 0 at Darlington away, and I'm sure it must have been Easter weekend. So I'm sure it was a Monday afternoon, and I think it was like a clearance. And I remember just being. It was just this fight ball with the centre half and goalkeeper, and the three of us came together at the edge of the box. And I just remember getting me big toe on it. And it went in, it dribbled in. Um, now, in in the scheme of things, it, it's a forgettable goal, but at that time, it kept us on the run. You know, what I mean? it kept us in in the in the pack. Um, and it was such an important game uh, and an important goal. Um, obviously, the goal at, at Walsall. We were chasing Walsall to get in this in the third. The story behind, and this is a true story, is um, the Walsall goal. And well, in fact, funny enough, we travelled down in the morning of the game of Walsall, and I always remember 
there was about four or five of us all had flu and we were in a, we were like a patched up team to be honest and then um so the goal against Walsall, obviously John Howard came in. I think when he came in the week before, he was playing for our couldn't get a game for other rooms reserves. So now all of a sudden he was, you know, I think he gets the first goal. No, he gets he got the third goal, but um but my I mean my goal came in and I miscontrolled it. And it was like a muddy, bobbly pitch, and I, I went to control it, it went over my foot. So obviously it, it, it wrong footed their defender. And I used to never shoot from that range. And I, it was just one of their moments. I just thought I'm hitting this. You know, I mean, I think I was frustrated by miscontrolling, and I thought I, I wellied it really. And and then the celebration, you know, it was there funny because I, again, when you remember things, I remember sliding on my tummy, and then I remember thinking, there's a there was a concrete concrete like edge to the uh, at the end of the pitch, and I just thought, oh my god, I'm not stopping. You know, <laughs> I just see, see myself heading for this concrete uh, thing, and eventually I just stopped in time, but. You know, it was such a big game for us, really. You know, um, we put everything into it. There was, a, there was a little bit of needle between us and Walsall and stuff like that. So, um, and then must, that must have been like from the from the first game the early in the season. But so yeah, we. I mean, that, that's that's how that goal came about. Yeah, and then it it didn't lose until Carlisle, which is kind of funny, really, because it ended up being David Reeves who. Mm. Uh, kind of came when when you went and he scored the goals in that match, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a funny night all around because I don't even remember I missed the penalty, and um, so yeah, I mean, obviously we knew Reeves. Carlisle were flying. I think Carlisle were top. They won the league, and Reeves he's got a lot of goals. So um, by this time, we were, obviously we, we were t- we needed to win. I think we needed to win to give us a chance going in the last game of the season. To, to pip um to pip also and then um so i got down i got brought down for the penalty with about 10 minutes to go and i remember falling on the ball and picking it up now the week before i'd scored a penalty um so i picked it up and walked to the spot and nicky law came up to us and said oh, i'll take it and i was like and i remember saying to him oh no i'll be fine and i, I thought well, why why is the center half wanting to take a penalty you know so um, he just said, and, give, and he just said, "All right, yeah, fine, you take it, you know." So I remember taking it, and obviously missed it, or the keeper saved it, and I went out for a corner. And even before the corner was taken, I was subbed. John took me off, and I sat next to him, and he just went, he just went, so he just said, "Saying you don't take penalties, you won't be taking any more penalties now." Like, and I'm sitting there forward, you know, and, and I went, "Oh, fair enough." And what I didn't realise was Nicky took penalties for like the last five years. <laughs> never missed one. Never missed one in his life. And what had happened was the week before, Nicky was injured. Nicky had been saved for that game, you see, or the Saturday before. So I never realised the penalties. Uh, and then obviously... The, the, so, so at the end of the game, we were, we were devastated, really, because we knew a chance of going straight up. We lost. Um, so that was a Tuesday night. We came in on a Thursday and we trained. And John sat John sat me down and just said, like, look at Nicky takes penalties, you know, he always has done. I says, I, I never knew nothing about it, you know. And John says, Well, look, I just don't I don't want you taking any more penalties. So I went, Well, fair enough. So then Saturday comes around, we had Colchester at home. Um, so we knew we were in the playoffs, bit of a dead rubber to a certain extent. Three minutes in the game, big man gets brought down for a penalty. So Nicky wasn't playing because obviously he was being saved for the Mansfield match. Or the, at the time it was the playoff, so we thought it was going to be Mansfield. And I didn't even look at John. I just picked the ball up and thought, I've got to take it. It's sort of like redemption. You know? I mean, if I never take this penalty, then I'll worry about the rest of my life. Um, and I just I ran up and just smashed as hard as I possibly could. And I even miskicked it. It goes straight in the bottom corner. It looks a great penalty. But it was actually a miskick. And... Um, and funny enough, I, I took penalties after that for Chesterfield. After after you know, if Nicky wasn't about, and all the other clubs I played at, and that night at Carlisle was the only penalty I missed in sixteen years. And did did John Duncan say anything after after you'd scored that penalty or not? At Colchester, yeah. No, he never said that. He did. He didn't substitute me. I didn't look over. 
<laughs> I just ran back the half day, uh, the half half wheel lane with my back to him. I wouldn't look across, and he never said anything. And I think he was a centre forward, you know. And I think he just knows as a centre forward, you want to score goals and you want to be involved in games. I spoke even when as a kid, you know. Mm. And he probably knew it was redemption, you know, just to to clear, you know, any thoughts because, you know. I, I, you know, in the rest of my life, I was going to take a penalty, but you know, um, so yeah, it's just something to get out of my head and stuff like that. And, and then obviously that leads us into the Mansfield match. It, it, I mean, it, losing the Carl Carl game in hindsight is <laughs> was a good thing to do. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. You see, I've done a couple of talks with uh, a with with the club, you know, and I've sort of said, you know, missing that penalty was probably. From my personal point of view, you know, I mean, because everybody, bar the FA Cup uh, semi-final games, everyone talks. We'll talk about the, the Wembley goal, you know, on the Wembley day, the goal against Mansfield. Um, so yeah, from a personal point of view, it was, it was the best ending that could have happened, really, because you know, missing the penalty at Carlisle and then we didn't get promoted would have been, um, you know. I would have had egg in my face for quite a long time after that. Yeah. So here we are with part two. We've done that main part of the season. Um, and now we're heading into the semi-final against Mansfield. A match remembered for all the right reasons for us. Um, obviously no better way to win uh, a semi-final than against your arch rivals. Uh, first up, we are going to hear from John Duncan. Uh, who again will talk uh, about those Mansfield derbies. And also for Mark Jules, who uh, played quite a lot of that season, but unfortunately got injured just before the end of it, so didn't get to take part in those matches. But great to hear from him too. Here we go. And obviously, as Chesterfield manager, you've had a lot of Mansfield derbies, but it was yeah. probably the biggest one at the end of that season. The bonkers game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was the... I mean, that was a classic. I thought, actually, when we won that, that, that was it. We'd done enough. But woke up the next morning and realised I had to beat Berry in the final before we were clear. Um, no, uh, it was discipline, wasn't it, really? Which is what we had. You know, that's the other factor that I, I didn't mention before. You can't get booked. You can't get sent off. You don't go to ground and give penalties away. None of that. You stay on your feet. You no dissent, and nobody loses the temper. You know you need you need eleven men on the pitch all the time, and that's what won it for us in that semi final. Um, we just kept calm under pressure, whereas they probably didn't. If I think we had a we had a strong side, I think it was at Carlisle was always the rivals within 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 that league, and I could. John doesn't even remember, and it, when I, I think when I spoke to him last, he he thought I'd played most of that scene. I went, well, I didn't play for about the last ten games of the season because obviously I had this role as a man marker at times. You know, if they had a decent player, John had just had me marking. It's Rod Thomas played them away at their place, and I think within the first five minutes, I went over on my ankle, uh, coming at half time, and basically my ankle was like a balloon, mm. and. Uh, Kev said, "Just stra strap it up." So strapped it up. I must have. I think I played for about eighty minutes. You know, try to chase Rob Thomas around the pitch, and um, obviously that was basically the end of my season. You know, after that game. Although I did manage to get back just before we got to you know the, you know the playoff final, and uh, I was in the squad, but I've sat on the bench, but I wasn't one of the subs. But I came back through a bit too late, but. I think, I think we had, obviously, Phil Robinson. We had a really good side. We had a really good side. Obviously, Nicky, the captain. Um, very, very, very strong side. I was just... I was happy for the team, but, you know, you got it for yourself. I remember sat in the stand. We obviously injured, sat in the stand when we played Mansfield, you know, in the away. And I think Rob Ols broke out and scored. And, obviously, it was like a cauldron at home as well, wasn't it, when we played him yeah. at, at Saltergate. And it's... You, you, Obviously, sat there, you feel the atmosphere, but you, you think to yourself, it would be nice to, you know, playing, playing the, that the semi playoff like semi final, yeah, to get, get into the final. Because even though we won the the final, I think the, the semi final because of obviously local rivals was in my in my head. That's what I remember most. 
you know, about the that that season is this semi-finals gets Mans it's Mansfield. I've um, heard a few players say that that after, it was like the day after the Mansfield semi that they were like, oh, actually, we've got to play a final next. Yeah, yeah, it feel yeah. like a final. But I suppose, yeah, because I was going to ask you that whether it was a bit disappointing, kind of not being involved in those games. Because you're a, you're a team player and yeah, you're happy for the squad. But on a personal level, it must be a bit. Yeah, it's, it's always disappointing, especially especially you play your local rivals as well, aren't you? Uh, in the semi-finals, and then you. Obviously, the finals at Wembley. Do you know to miss out playing at Wembley? And I think even Kev. So I with Kev. Kev was Kev. They didn't play. He, he came on, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You see, he didn't even start because that's how John was. Even though, even though you you might play well the week before, or you've been playing well for the last, you could be a man of match for three games on the trot. But then he'd be looking at the opposition and thinking, actually, I need to tweak it this way or tweak it that way. Or if I was playing at fullback. If there's somebody six foot odd, he's not going to play me at full because if they'll be launching balls to them, or if they had a if if they had a quick uh, left winger, I'd be playing on you know the right back, not left back. So he kind of adapted and changed because that's how John was. So you knew if even if you were playing well, I remember one time, I think it's um pre-season, I remember one time he had a team, do you know, like we did a practice match on the Friday. Mm-hmm. This was a team, and literally on the Saturday you got there, the whole team had changed. You just everyone's like like looking at each other, but then you think like if you're not in team, you're disappointed. But he all seemed to get it right. That's the thing. Yeah, he all seemed to get it right. You think to yourself, what is he doing here? And then the, the team would go out and win. Next up, we're going to hear from Jamie Hewitt, Nicky Law, and Andy Morris. Now, the middle interview with Nicky Law, I found really interesting when I had a chat with him, talking about putting his foot through the door. Uh, raging at half time, and Andy Morris, who's third in these set of interviews as well, also talks about some of the hefty challenges that were thrown in that match. Was it nice to play Mansfield in in that kind of? Because obviously it, it ramps up even more pressure, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts you it puts you under pressure more because um, you play Mansfield and. It was, it, it was a bit of a tough one for us because we, we'd had such a good run. I mean, as you say, momentum and confidence in football. We used to go out in that run in games and we just never thought about losing. We never thought we'd get beat. We always thought we were going to get a result. If not win the game, we were disappointed if we drew. We were, I mean, Walsall were up there in the league and we went to their place and destroyed them 3-1. And... Everything, every game, we were just so confident. We just, it wasn't arrogance. It was just, we just didn't think we were going to lose. We just had the momentum behind us. And then to lose to Carlisle, who won the league, and miss out on automatic promotion, really, because <coughs> we should have taken um, probably second spot in that league. Um, deflate us a little bit, actually, coming into the Mansfield game, because then we had the last game of the season, was Colchester, where we just got 2-2. So... And that was at home. So we'd had a defeat and a draw. So then people were saying, well, they haven't won in two, which isn't a massive thing. But after we'd, how we'd gone from um, Christmas time, December time before, it was we were a little bit deflated. And then, obviously, you look at the playoffs and we were oh, a lot of points clear of Mansfield that season. Double figures. Easy. It was, I think it might have been 17, 17, 17 something like that. It was a lot of points clear in Mansfield. So we're thinking, well, we deserve to be obviously promoted more than Mansfield, but we know football doesn't work like that in the playoffs. And we knew it'd be a tough game. And it was it was a it was a pressure game for us, real pressure game, because one, you don't want to lose to Mansfield, and two, you want to get what you think you deserve, which was promotion that season. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a one-all draw down at their place. Um and then it was the big night at Saltergate, which from, I think it was 17th of May, which actually was my birthday. <laughs> present. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a good present in the end. And, and going to the end of that playoff season, obviously uh, big matches at the end of that season. The Mansfield 5-2 is obviously really fondly remembered. You, the best uh, game I've ever played. <laughs> it was a, a it kind of a, you involved, obviously, both sides of the pitch, weren't you, that game? What, what are your memories of that game? Yeah, a massive, the most enjoyable. I can honestly sit here now and say, in all the games that I've played, I don't know, five, probably 600 games, 
that more than the Wembley final game was, and I had other promotions, but that was the best game. That was the best game ever. Night under the lights. They should never have been in it. You know, we were way in front of them. I think what was something like 13 points clear of them or something like that. They should never have been there. But by what the playoffs did was always give you a chance. Um, and we were disappointed to have lost out automatic anyway. And then we knew going into it. And I'm trying to think who the others were now. There was us and Berry, obviously, Mansfield. Um, I'm trying to think of the fourth team. Um, but it doesn't matter anyway. But um, And we knew that we got Mansfield. You know, the love for Mansfield at Chesterfield is is non-existent, isn't it? You know, um, in, a, in a nice way. In a, in a in a any sort of football way, it was in a good way, and then we came to our place like that night, and that that was dead. Everyone was up for that. The crowd were up for that, and like I say, going out there and the noise that you know the the the, the crowd generated that night was just unbelievable. And then for me personally, you know, I I'd, I'd had a like I said, I thought I'd have had a steady season really, and then I nearly blew it in that one where I tried to be a little bit clever. I, I think it was Wilkinson won it. Um, no, on the first, was it the first goal? I think I was picking, um, I'm trying to think, I was marking from the corner. And I think um, Andy Morris blocked me off. He blocked me off, you know. He, I think the lad I marking had run around the, the, the outside of Andy. And I tried to get there, probably a bit down to me as well. My positioning was probably wrong. Um but, and then I ended up, Andy blocked me off and I couldn't get there. And, and that was one of the goals. And I think the second one, or the other way around, it may have been that way, was the, the ball over the top. And and I'd got it all day. And and I was just going, and I was just waiting for him to like come on the, on the side of me so that I could come out the other side. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can actually blame the pitch for that because it was bobbled up and I missed it. And, and he went through and smashed it in. And I'm like, well, you know. Senior player as well, you know, that could probably be accounted for two goals, which a game of that magnitude and, and that importance is probably not great. And and I remember coming off at half time and I went down the tunnel and put my foot straight through the gym door at the end and I was just raging, you know. And I think Kevin Randa said, Look, come on, it's, it don't matter, it's nothing, you know, we'll we'll get it back. Come on. It's what you do now. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went in and we regrouped and and I think when then we came out, didn't we? And then um, they got the sending off. They had a sending off and an handball too sent off in the end, did they? You sent off, yeah. Yeah, but we'd have won it anyway. We'd have won it. We 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 were too much from that night. We, you know, we, I think that was a real impressive performance from everybody. And then obviously to get a couple of goals in it as well was a bit of a sort of recompense for the two hours that I'd made. So, you know, but and we won the game and that, that was just an amazing night. That 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 was a truly amazing night. And, you know, I remember all the jubilations after and then, you know, when the next day when it comes, you're getting ready for the final then. Um because um unlike I suppose unlike unlike um now, John used to chop and change the side quite a lot. So um, I think um, the away game at Mansfield, um, me and Des Walker were in the stands because we weren't playing at all. We weren't even in the 16, 17-man squad or whatever it was at the time. And uh, we're, obviously we're looking down and like all players, you, you, you're just slagging everybody else off because you, you want to be down there. So me and him are like flipping and like, we're not getting decided and stuff like that. And... Um, I think Phil Robinson burst through and got an equaliser to make it 1-1. And then come the home leg, John Duncan just changed it around completely again and um, I was playing, Des was playing and then played at Wembley. Yeah. So... It's, it's funny really because the the semi-final in, in some ways is uh, is remembered more than the final in some ways. Well, yeah, well, that, the semi-final game is my fa- my favourite game at Saltgate. Hands down, um, the atmosphere beating Mansfield as we did, and the, just the overall game as it as it was, because um, 
it was it was to and fro in a little bit because they had a decent team to be fair and um we, we, we'd worked on marking Paul Holland at corners. He was the main man at corners. So our captain had him, Nicky Law had him at corners. First corner, boom, pull off, pull, pull he scores. <laughs> oh, and we just looked at Nicky and just, went, just walked off. Because <laughs> um, you, you couldn't really say out to Nicky. Um, he, he just said, sorry? <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was just, he was just, he was just effing in Jeffer. And then... Lumbi Alls, he, he comes and scores two goals later on in the game, and and um, I think if you if you saw one of the tackles, I think Darren 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 Carr did a tackle on um, their centre forward. I don't even know how he got up. I think he took him at the knee. Seriously, I I used to cringe when I used to see Darren tackle. I swear to God, and um, I don't know how he did it. I don't even know how he stayed on the pitch. To be fair. And finally, we're going to hear a view from the opposition. Now, Steve Wilkinson did come and play for Chesterfield later on in his career. But at that time in 1994-95, he was playing for Mansfield. Actually scored a hat-trick against us early on in the season. But he was on the other side of that 5-2. And I spoke to him about what he thought was the difference between the two teams. I've spoken to lots of players who played for Chesterfield for that 5-2. But it's quite a kind of interesting to get a perspective from the opposition, I suppose. Kind of what what went wrong? <laughs> well, kind of lost the, the heads a bit. The, the the two sendings off cost us because um, I think at two two when we went into extra time, I think because we then scored two away goals, we were in the, the the driving seat. But I think Kevin Lampkin and Mark Peters both got sent off in extra time, and and we ended up finishing the game with nine men. And yeah, that that's that's where we lost it. Um, uh, it was just like one of those situations. Yeah, I suppose you'll. And, and one of one of the things that I did notice when I then moved to Chesterfield two years ago, very experienced players. Whereas actually that that group at Mansfield, um, I think I was sort of one of the the relatively older ones at, at twenty five at that point, um, and the rest of them were all in their early twenties. And, and if you've if you're new to that level of performance, because I'd, I'd obviously had promotion with Mansfield prior to that. Um, Chesterfield had got a, a series of players who'd been through um, some great times, but all very experienced. And I think it showed in, on, on, the, on that evening when, when push came to shove, those young players just couldn't keep their heads. It's the 27th of May, 1995. And Chesterfield have made it to Wembley in a playoff final against Bury. There's just under 23,000 fans there, so by no means full. But a Wembley trip is a Wembley trip, and a Wembley win is a Wembley win. We'll start off by hearing from Nicky Law and Tom Curtis, who spoke about how the game was kind of a bit of an anticlimax after those Mansfield matches, but how a Wembley win and playing on that hallowed turf was such a special occasion. And, and like I say, a lot of the fans remember that Mansfield game more than the Berry game as well. So I think it's yeah. probably, it's probably it's one of those things it, you know, where the players and the fans experience. Yeah, you, you come out of Wembley, you're at you know National Stadium, an amazing place, a privilege to play there. Um, and you come out and there's no one there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's no one there. It's, it's empty, as many as is in there, which I can't remember what the crowd was now, probably 20,000, something like that. You know, it's empty. And it's a sapper. Hmm. It's a sapper. I don't know. I don't know. Like I've heard people say that. I don't, I don't think it's so much the pitch. I just think it's the occasion. It's the occasion. You know, it, you're at, you, you've gone there. You've, you've played 44, 46 games to get there. And this is it. This is, this is um, at the end of this game, there's going to be, you know, a winner and a loser. And, you know, it, yeah, it's just an emotional sapper that I think that drains you as well. And by the end, you know, you are literally running on memory. Mm. You're on memory, you know. It's, it was a red hot, it was an hot day as well, I remember. The pitch is massive. Pitch is massive. Um, and the way we played, which was quite an energetic way, um, you know, it, it was a tough game. and But one that we won and, and one that, you know, all, all live in the memory of the football club, you know. And then, and then, like, like you touched upon um, with the playoff 
the playoff win and, and getting promotion. That was um, that must have been a great experience with that happening kind of early in your career. Yeah, I was still at university, so I can remember all the all my mates from from university came and and, and watched. I think there was I think I don't know what the crowd was, it was about it was about fifteen thousand. It wasn't that that wasn't that many, but but we were at Wembley, the old Wembley, and. Uh, it was, the, I guess, it was one of the first times I played on a pitch that you know it was so manicured. It was unbelievable. I can remember walking on it the day before, and you'd make footprints on the, on the, on the pitch because you turned the grass the opposite way to the to the way the roller had, sort of laid the grass down on the surface. So it was it was um, a brilliant experience. As with most of those big games, I, I I can't really remember much about the games if I'm going to be honest. The the it, it, it all ends up as a bit of a blur. Um, I can remember I can remember being tired and not playing that well. The game not being that good, but we scored. I think off two long throws, two Nicky Law long throws. I think Robbo scored. I think Tony Lorma scored, and then we were fairly comfortable for, 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 for the uh, for, for the rest of the game. The one thing I do remember is is the morning of the game. We played a back three. We played a three five two all year. We've been really successful, and we'd won the last. I think we had a run towards the end of the season where we we were, we were absolutely flying. We won won loads of games, and then on the last um, on the morning of the playoff final, um, the gaffer says, "Right, we're playing four four two." So well, we've not done this all year. So we played a different formation in the in the final than we did for the for the rest of the the year. A lad called Des Hazel came in off the and played left left midfield. And then he left. He left straight after. I think he played one, maybe one, maybe two games. But he played in the playoff final. And then um, Billy Stewart as well. He played in goal. So I think the goal he's win. I think Jed got injured. I think Jed got injured. Mick Leonard got injured in that season. So we had two new players in the team for that particular game, and we were playing a totally new system at Wembley in the biggest game of all our careers. So we managed to see it through. So yeah, yeah it's good. What were the, What were you? All whispering to each other as players when he comes out and says you're playing four four two. I don't know if we. I can't really remember if we whispered or not. We just got on with it. You know, I don't think it was like we. We really. I mean, John. John. We all gave John a bit of not a stick, but we. We had a. You know, everyone had a really good relationship with John. I mean, he's the best manager I worked with by a million miles. And I think even now, again as a coach, you look back to some of the stuff he did. And he did get some stick towards the end of his time at Chesterfield, but he was a genius as a manager, a genius as a tactician, and a genius in terms of man management. He would really get the best out of everybody. Mm. And he'd always um, be able to pick the team to suit the needs of the, um, yeah, to suit the strengths of the individuals in the group. And I think that is, you know, that's coaching, that's management, that's, that's what the best people can do. Uh, and he was always um, able to do that, so there was a lot of trust there. I think before b- between the players and the and the uh, and, and, and the manager, and he would have rationalised it. I, I can't remember how, but he would have rationalised it in a in a way that we all thought, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good idea. He would have got by in definitely. So, one of the stories I've heard most about this 1994-95 season is the story of John Duncan changing it from a back three to a back four on the day of the match. Tom Curtis was just speaking about it now and the trust that they had. So here we are with the man himself, John Duncan, who's going to talk about why he decided to change that formation. And then Lee Rogers and Jamie Hewitt, two instrumental parts of that clean sheet that day, with their views on that whole swap from the back three to the back four. And, and, the, and the final against Berry, you actually mm. changed it, didn't you? On the was it the morning? yeah um, well Kevin Davis had been ill and he played at Mansfield but he didn't play in the return game the second leg at Saltergate um, but he said he was all right but he wasn't well had to make a decision and I just felt the three up. Uh, and the three at the back, three defenders at the back, was just losing its sparkle a little bit, um, possibly through the Kevin Davis not not being as energetic when he got ill, um, you know that type of thing. And I just felt that against the better teams, we may just 
struggle a little bit again with the three, the three at the back and the three at the front. But it was a tough decision. You know, Kevin said to me, look, if you go and play a 4-4-2 against Barry, they've played it all season. Why are you, why are you going to be better than them? And it was, a, it was a good argument. But I did feel that the, the three at the back had lost its impetus one for one reason or another. And I changed it, yeah. Changed it. Well, we changed it in the, the two game, the semi-final, second leg in the final, mm. although it was, it was a tough call for the final because Davis was fit again, you know. Yeah, and, and that shows a lot of belief in your players, doesn't it? That you can you can go to them and say, right, we're changing it, and to trust them to then, you know, click it. Yeah, but we, you know, we did work on it. And I, I mean, I remember working on the two systems. Well, we knew the three at the back anyway by that time, but I worked on the, the four at the back uh, as well. Um, but I didn't actually make a decision until the, the Saturday morning. It was, uh, it was a late call on it. And, and some goals from long throws in that match. We've had a bit of a long throw renaissance recently, even all the like the big yeah the big teams and all that are doing it now. Yeah, we used to get a stick for doing it. Um, Nicky was good at it. Yeah, and we had a wee system where we had players going in in the right direction, and Nick, Nick two goals in the final of it. Yeah, a promotion season uh, against Berry. So that must have been really nice then to go to Wembley and win. Brilliant! It's uh, and to get there again, you know, twice, you know, in, in your career is, is fantastic. But I, I really enjoyed this one because it just you could we we're soaking it up, and uh, the week before, and you, you're talking about it. And I mean, the thing is, it was strange and all at that time was that we we were set up the week before to play like five at the back, sort of three three centre halves, you know, sweeper and two fullbacks, and it meant that Dave Moss. Fit, fitted into that that uh, that team, who I think we were top scorer at time, and we went down and we were training on the Friday and we'd set up as normal, done all the training, done all the set pieces against and everything, and uh, it's same again on, on the Saturday morning. Came down to for breakfast in the hotel, sat there with Jamie, sat there and, and Dunks came over, sat outside of us, you know, his cup of tea and his orange juice, and and he just went. Uh, yeah, boys, think we're going to go back to back four. And we, and we were like looking at him like, is this, what? You know, we've done all week, you know, set up to go as a five. And I think as soon as he said that, we knew Dave wouldn't be involved, Dave Moss, because it, because we, we played around that, you know, where he, he sat in the middle. And obviously it was it was devastating for Dave, you know, because I think he was, he was say, top scorer at the time. Um, but he, he just changed to the back four and... Uh, Touch wood, it just it was worked on the day. It was brilliant. I mean, like I said, but I think that game, you know, obviously my family were stood up in sand. You know, I could see them waving at them, but I just felt I just felt more relaxed on on you know that that day, and uh, and it was a good game, quite intense. I think they put us under a lot of pressure first, you know, sort of twenty minutes and then that, but um, but yeah, just fantastic result in the end, and, and just just made everything better, you know. And end of the day, you know, you got that win, win at Wembley, you got promoted, and it's just, you know, just fantastic feeling. Can't take that away from you. Yeah, and have you still got your medal? Uh, still got my medal. So still got still got my kit, full kit, you know. So, uh, but yeah, just uh, just amazing day, you know. And you never forget that sort of thing, you know. Even though it's twenty odd years ago, you know, but um, can't take it away from you that can. Mm, absolutely. Does it still fit the kit? Just, just I think I think I've put a few pounds on that, but uh, yeah, just about yeah. <laughs> sort of when I got interested in football, I think the first FA Cup final I can remember watching was Fulham. Was it Fulham West Ham? Something like that. 74, 75, one of those years. And in those days, the FA Cup final was a full day of full day on telly. We used to be filming outside the football team hotel. Um, players used to sit right out the bedroom window and talk to the press and you got the coach down, you saw the Twin Towers and for me, obviously, wanting to play for Chesterfield, wanting to play on Saltergate but then ultimately getting the chance to play at Wembley was, it was phenomenal. It was an amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah. And it, Probably sounds like a bit of a silly question, but does as as someone that's like been to Wembley to 
obviously watched Chesterfield. Does it, as a player, does it it feel a lot bigger? <laughs> like, does the pitch seem so much bigger? Does the because obviously Saltergate uh, is a, a lot smaller than yeah. Wembley. You know, do, do you get the that sense of everything just being much bigger? I think yeah. I think I think the first time we went, well, we went, we went under Paul Hart, um, nineteen ninety, and we went down the day before, the night before. Um, and we stayed the night after and um, sort of me personally obviously I was younger then or ever but it was it was a bit of a mistake not by the football club and not by the manager but because when we went the second time went two days before and we had a tour of Wembley on the Thursday you get a tour in the afternoon you can go around look at the dressing rooms you're in we didn't do this the first time so when you get there you sort of wow, mm. this is Wembley. And you're a bit in awe of it and you're looking around at the changing rooms thinking, think of all the players who've been in these changing rooms and on this pitch. And then you're walking out onto the pitch and you're thinking, look, at this is where you used to see all your heroes playing football. Mm. <coughs> and I think that that was tough the first time. I mean, we still gave a good fist of it in the game and we should have won it with the chances we had, but... The second time we went, I think we were more prepared mentally. Um, I think the mind was on the game. Um, we'd been round the I'll say on the Thursday. Most of us went, looked at the changing rooms that we'd be in, knew when we got off the bus where we were going exactly, which changing rooms, where we were coming out, what we were going to do. The mind was just on the game, and um, I think that is a lot. That's a lot in football, obviously the mental side of it. But uh, you do. If you don't do that sort of bit of it, especially the first time we went, I think you do think, like on the Thursday when I went to look round, you think, wow, look at this. And you look at the seating, I mean, 90,000 seater arena where you look at Saltergate and you think, a little bit different to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the play surface is always immaculate. But uh, it was it was a dream come true for me. And you do think everything's bigger. The Nets look bigger at Wembley because they've got those big back stanchions, the iconic back stanchions on them. But uh, the... Uh, the nets look bigger. We still managed to put two in there to get through in that game anyway. And now we'll hear from Andy Morris and Tony Lormer and their memories of the day, including Tony Lormer's revelation that that game was actually one of the worst he ever played in. And then that, yeah, that game at Wembley then. So did, did the defeat against Cambridge... Um, kind of help you out when it came to playing there for, for a second time. I, 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 I kind of I, I, knew it a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I suppose so. We we've been there before with with um with 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 with, uh, with, with we knew what the ground was like. Uh, most of us um like for Robinsons he he he'd played at Wembley a few times with other teams. And um so yeah it was um but we, like I said we we had a really really strong team. That year we had, we had a team of winners and um, we had a team of tough, experienced players and um, tough ballers in that team. And um, but very, very, they were a good team. They're a decent team, um, and um, we obviously we were fortunate to to win because um, I don't, I'm not too sure they had any more chances than what we did. We had the better chances. And um, I think come near the end of the game, I think I don't know how many times Kevin missed. Um, he must have missed at least three in the last ten minutes, and that. So um, just by screwing his shots and overrunning it or having a bad touch and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we you, you kind of like knew what was going off, and you you knew how the game was going to flow. And we had um, we had a we had a long throw um, thing which we got the first goal from. Um, I think it was, we got we got actually it was, it was two goals from two long throws. Actually, oh, they, yeah, I think they both long yeah. throws. Yeah, yeah, there was um, one came through. Actually, it won't be allowed now because I think it hit my hand. So I went up for an header and it hit the back of my hand, and then um, it just killed the ball. And I think um, I think that was was that Tony Tony Loma. Goal. Yeah, he says it was like the worst game he ever played in. (laughs) Yeah, it probably was. It probably was. And then, and the next one, I think Nicky threw one in, went up for an header, and it cleared both me and the centre half. And I always thought to myself, right, if 
if I can't get an head on it, he's not going to get an head on it. So it's going to stay in the box kind of thing. So um, that happened. Then I think it bounced over one head and Paul Robinson just came in and added it into the corner. That was 2-0. And um, obviously, um, if you remember what Chesterfield football team was like them days, nobody was going to come back from us from 2-0 up. So, um, like I said, we're just a strong team. We know how to see games out. We know how to do um, a mid-block with the, with the team, even though at that time, nobody had ever heard of a mid-block and stuff like that. But yeah. we, 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 we could do it as a team and as a squad. And yeah. um, and we, we defended from the front, and um, just made it very very hard for him. And um, came came out of that with um, a good win. And um, the celebration was a lot better than um, the one when we lost two years before. And say, I bet the I bet the ride home was a lot a lot better. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> um, it was pretty special. Like I said, the 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 one before, I think we had a we had a function room, and seriously, it was like it was like a morgue. If it wasn't for um, John Ryan, um, just having a bit of a laugh and a giggle, um, I don't think anybody would have enjoyed themselves that day. It was just it was horrendous, mm. horrendous. So um, I understand why um, people never book anything until they've actually won something because doing it when you've when you've lost is just it's not it's not really it's not it's not it's not great really. And I've I've read somewhere where you said that. The uh, playoff final game was probably the worst game you ever played. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, 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 it was awful. Um, I, I remember. So what we did was obviously we get we get to and, and John Duncan was was meticulous in how he wanted to do things, you know. So he said, right, this is what we're going to do. We either if we if we stay overnight, we stay for two nights, or we go down the morning of the game. And he had this theory, which I think a lot of people do now is. Um, one night in a hotel doesn't do you any good, really. So yeah, they said, we'll go down for a couple of days or we'll go the morning of the match, you know. So, so obviously the senior players had said, we'll go down for two days. And then um, um, and we went, the day before we went to Wembley to have a look around, so we were in starstruck and stuff like that. So, um, so we, 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 we prepped for it unbelievably well. And then we started off and Berry were, were brilliant. Do you know what I mean? The first 20, 25 minutes. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't get hold of the ball. Um, it kept, every time it came up, it kept coming back. And I remember we had, we had a corner or a free kick. And Nicky, Nicky, Nicky coming up for the corner, I think it was. And he went, is there any chance you can just keep hold of the ball for five minutes? He says, I mean, they were, they were peppering us. And then... Um, and I just and I just tried and tried, tried and every time it either bounced off us or I lost the header and and then and then obviously we got the two quick goals which sort of settled us down and I probably took the wind out of the sails for, of Berry. And I think if you look at chances at the end, we could have won by four or five nil. Um so yeah, it was it was really strange to lead up to the game. I was I wasn't nervous, that was probably the nervous I've ever been for a match, be only because I think we had a squad of 14, maybe 16, and I think 10 of ten of the players were out of contract. So there was a lot riding on that one game. Yeah. And and then you've got things like playing at Wembley. Um, you know, ultimately, you, it's a game you've got to win. Uh, careers and livelihoods are on the line, you know. And I didn't... I enjoyed... I enjoyed the final whistle. Yeah. Uh, I looked, I've seen something that yeah, I played probably the best part of 75, 80 minutes. And honestly, I just remember being awful, you know. And I just thought, um, I was just fortunate. Even the goal itself, do you know what I mean? It sort of, it wasn't a great strike, but it was a half volley with my left foot. It could have gone anywhere. Uh, Robbo could have been offside. And there was lots and lots of things around it. And ultimately, the, the gods were looking down on me that day. Yeah. And then when you get back into the dressing room then, are you just thinking... Is it just relief? I'm just thinking. Yeah, it was massive <laughs> relief. And then I remember someone saying, "Oh, referees give Robbo the first goal." And I remember, I remember going in and going straight up the referees' room and saying, making sure you know I'd got the first goal. Really, I remember sat outside the referees' office. I'd knocked on his door, mm. um, and then um, and then we went down, obviously downstairs, and it, it, 
it was chaos, chaos, but a good chaos, you know, and everyone was going mad and we had a few drinks and all that. And, and then, um, what was it? And I remember Norton Lee came in and he said, right, this is our tickets on holiday. You can go anywhere in the world. And I went, Barbados. And he went, right. And 10 days later, we sat in Barbados. So there we are. That's the 1994-95 season and that playoff victory at Wembley against Bury. If you'd like one of the commemorative scarves uh, to support Tony Lorma's Brightside CIC, then all you need to do is go to etsy.co.uk, that's etsy.co.uk, search for Legends of the Spire and you'll find them on there. I've got a hundred of these to go, so once they're gone, they're gone, and I hope you like them. I'll see you next week for another episode of Legends of the Spire. I'll see you then.